Welcome to Bonjour Bitch. My name is Charlotte and I'm many things, but most importantly for this podcast, I am multicultural and sometimes a bitch. We're going to talk about everything from relationships to daily life, all from a multicultural point of view. Each week, I'll be accompanied by the most amazing guests to delve further into topics that really affect us all. You'd better get ready for it, bitches. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our new episode of Bonjour Bitch. Today, we are very lucky to have the amazing Shannon Mosley Lefotola with us, who is a wonderful model and actress. And we're going to be chatting about childhood. Mm. Hi, Shannon. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much <laughs> for coming. So whereabouts did you grow up and where is your family originally from? Um, I grew up in Johannesburg, South Africa, and both of my parents are South African. And are they from Johannesburg originally um, as well? So my dad's from Pretoria and my mom's from a place called Soweto. Oh, okay, yes. amazing. Mm -hmm. And so how long were you living in Johannesburg for? Um, I've lived in Johannesburg for my whole childhood. I grew up there and I moved to London when I was about 17. With your parents No, as I well? moved alone. Oh, moved alone. alone. Oh, yes. wow. To pursue a career or...? Um, so... After high school, oh, actually it was 18 years old, yes. After high school, I moved for university. Oh, amazing. Yes. Mm. That's so cool. I love South Africa. And I have to say, South oh, African accent. Yeah, I oh, love okay. South Africa. <laughs> I've been to Johannesburg, to mm -hmm. Cape Town, and then to the um, Sabi Sands area. Oh, okay. Um, I and I went to, I can never pronounce this correctly, Auchuan. Where? Ochun. I can never say it properly. No. It's where the ostrich um, lands are. It's near Durban. But I love the South African accent. It's oh, wow. like one of my favorite <laughs> accents in English. Coming back to the subject, mm -hmm. um, what are some of your favorite childhood memories? Well, that has got to be waking up next to my granny. <laughs> yes, growing up, uh, I think maybe the first five years of my life, I lived with my granny. I grew up in Soweto, so she raised me. And we shared a bedroom, so just waking up next to her every morning. Yeah. That's know, so just, lovely. It just felt so peaceful, you know. Yeah. And I felt safe. Yeah. <laughs> and what do you miss the most from growing up in Johannesburg? Wow. So the thing with me is that I make memories and then I continue moving on with life. So I don't really hold on to a lot of the things that have happened. So I, I wouldn't really say, I'm quite a detached person. Okay. So I wouldn't say I miss much because I go home often, maybe once or twice a year. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, for like a week or two weeks. So I was there in December for Christmas and New Year's. Oh, that, so, that's yeah. intelligent. Yeah. yeah. That you get the summer <laughs> part of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah, I really don't miss much. Yeah. And what don't you miss? From Don't growing up in Johannesburg. From growing up. Um, I think that would have to be the crime. Yeah, there's a lot of crime that goes on and you just feel so unsafe, you know. And when I moved to London, it was just, it was just different because I got here and I was like, oh, wow. I mean, there'll always be crime everywhere, but yeah. over here it just felt very different. And, and does it still more... shock you each time you go back? No, <laughs> I'm used to it now. And then yeah. when you come back to London, do you always sort of have a, maybe a day or a bit of time where you readapt to, oh, actually, um, I feel safer here? Um, no, but I do know when I'm in South Africa, I know for sure that I feel safe in London. How do you compare growing up as a young black girl in South Africa to being an adult black woman in London? I wouldn't really say I could compare the both 
because growing up as a young black girl in South Africa, I grew up um, when there were still tensions of apartheid. So apartheid was already finished, Yes, it was already finished. But just growing up, because it, ha- it hadn't been long. It had only been a few years, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So there were still tensions between, you know, the whole race. So racist. there was still ripple effects yes, of it. Yes, exactly. Like black and white. But I would think that my family's aspirations for me, like they really sheltered me. So I went to a private school and they tried to make sure that I get the best education. Yeah. So I would say I was quite sheltered growing up. And then obviously right after high school, I came here. So I, don't, I wouldn't really say I had that much of experience as a young black girl in South Africa. And can I ask, at the mm-hmm. school you were attending, so this private school in South mm-hmm. Africa, were there both black and white children and mixed race children as well? Yes, there were people from everywhere. You literally, it felt like it feels like London. Like, you know how you have people <laughs> from literally everywhere? Yeah. It was one of those schools. It was quite international. Obviously... You know, I think it's something that growing up anyway as a black girl Mm -hmm. and then growing up in South Africa just post-apartheid, were you ever fully made aware or very conscious of the color of your skin? Yes, all the time, especially in in primary school because I went to... So the primary school I went to was public. Okay. And everyone was coming from different backgrounds and of course there was still ripple effects. So there was oh this whole thing of oh is she oh you're black, you're colored, you know, white children would like sit together, black kids would like sit together, but then there would be this mingling like between the both races, but it would be quite like tense. I think that's something that'll always be there actually in South Africa. Did you have friends that were for example white um, or was it something that was it wasn't natural. Oh no, it was it was very natural for me. Okay. But because we were all aware of what had just happened. Yeah. We knew, oh okay, this is what's just happened, but I mean, we still mingled and we were still friends with one another. It's it's interesting for yeah. me to hear about cuz I for example, I grew up in Geneva. Oh, so okay very international very Mm -hmm. varied very etc and one of my best friends when i was actually at primary school was actually from zimbabwe and i never once even thought about the fact that she was black it just never no it just never crossed my mind at all ever so that's why i just wanted to ask if oh i was very much aware of white Kids, Indians, coloreds, what we call, what people call mixed race right now. Yeah. But yeah, very much aware. <laughs> Interesting. And your family still live in Johannesburg yes. now? Yes. My mom, my dad, everyone's still in Johannesburg. Yeah. I'm the only one who ventured out. <laughs> they must miss you a lot. Um, they do, they do, but I don't always miss them, so. <laughs> it's kind do of they like, come and visit? Um, no, not yet, but they will be coming, I believe, in May for my graduation. <gasps> Yay. Oh, special occasion. Yes. <laughs> Are you going to take them to anywhere particular? I haven't decided yet. Yeah. There's guess, loads of yeah. places in the UK. And May's a nice time. It won't be. It's hopefully mm-hmm. it'll be nice weather. Yes, I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> you never I'm know. sure it will. And have you found maintaining relationships with childhood friends, long distance mm-hmm. perspective, have you found that a little bit harder? Well, to be honest, no. Thanks to social media, yeah. there's Facebook. You know, um, I remember when I first moved to here, I would just keep in contact with everyone by Instagram, Twitter, WhatsApp. I mean, yes, you have some some of those friendships that don't last after you've moved. But I mean, 
I guess that's life, right? <laughs> and in between your primary and secondary school, obviously you mm -hmm. went from public to private. Yes. Did you stay in touch with the same people in in that change? Did some change also with oh, you? No, I did not stay in touch. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I didn't stay in touch with any of my friends from like primary school. But what's funny is that now I think as of late, they've actually like reached out some of them mean on Instagram oh hi remember me I'm like oh okay okay that's nice to see you're doing good <laughs> but I wouldn't say I'm really like friends with any of them yeah it's just that sort yeah. of you get to a certain age and you get yeah. nosy of oh who's yeah. doing yeah, what, what now she, I wonder what she's oh, doing she in London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we all do that at some <laughs> point <laughs> What was the most valuable lesson you learned as a child that you still use to this day? Well, growing up, my mom used to tell me everything in life has its own time. And at the time, I would be like, oh, mom, I don't understand. You just don't want me to maybe have a boyfriend right now or, you know, experience this. But, you know, after certain life experiences, I have come to understand that, yes, it's all down to divine timing. Like certain things will only happen when the timing is right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Isn't it annoying when your mom is always right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and when you're little, anything they say yeah, is like, just so annoying. Yeah, whatever, yeah. Whatever. And then with age, you start to realize A, you're turning into your mother. Mm. B, that's so true. You're then, Scary. You then realize, oh God, she used to tell me this. Yeah. Oh, shit, she was so right. Mm -hmm. I can't believe it. It's like I remember I always used to complain about the days being so long yeah. and the years being so long. And I remember my mom saying, one day you'll see it'll go so fast. And then now I'm at that know, point like where this. I'm like, oh God, 2019 just went by literally. Yeah. It's already Goodbye. well into 2020. And I'm just like, I can't believe this. Yeah. But yeah, moms are always right. What was your childhood dream career wise? To become an actress, <laughs> acting, modeling and becoming a businesswoman. Oh. Yeah, I just had this whole made up in my mind oh I want to own my own boutiques all over the world I mean sometimes I still think of it but it's not as much as acting and modeling which is what I'm actually doing right now so which yeah. is amazing yeah. two <laughs> out of three yeah. tick, tick. <laughs> who knows business women might be on the Maybe. class later on like your mom said, everything in its own time, right? Yes, that's See? true you're not not ready quite yet yeah maybe in a few years time exactly <laughs> What made you choose London to pursue your career? Because the world is huge, there's loads of options. Why London? So I always look at it at, like this, London chose me. So because I'm studying acting at the moment, I wanted to go to the US, to New York, but that didn't quite work out. So London was plan B. And Amazing. I ended up coming here, yeah. And how long it's have been you been amazing. here now? Um, almost four years almost four years and what are you planning on doing after you graduate are you going to stay here are you going to go back to south africa maybe travel for some time nice Traveling. where's on your bucket list for now bali oh bali nice. for sure maybe Very just nice. live in bali for i don't know a few months teach and then venture out into my acting because that's ultimately what i wanted to do that's yeah. amazing <laughs> As a black woman, what are some of the challenges that you've encountered in your career and in life in general? Hmm. I have to think about this one. <laughs> <laughs> right, so I would say right now, I don't have that much life experience to say that I have encountered X, Y, and Z as a black woman. Yeah. But 
I would say that I actually feel privileged as a black woman in this industry. Yeah. Um, just going off from an example, a few months ago, I was at a music video. It was a last minute music video um, call I got called into. And apparently they had gotten rid of like the previous casting and they were all white models. Apparently they wanted black models. So I was like, oh, okay. So it seems as if they're trying to promote. Yeah. Promote more black people. And yeah, maybe just have more diversity in the industry. So I feel very fortunate and blessed to be black woman in this career. And do you particularly feel that right now the tide is truly turning? That there is diversity in, you know, advertising and what Mm -hmm. is shown in the media in general it is being a lot more inclusive, not just of women, but also women of all different shapes, yes. colors, sizes, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, and that more and more we're seeing, for example, adverts with, you know, not just women of color and shape and size, but also women with disabilities as well, mm-hmm. being included in the conversation and being a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And do you feel in some how that, you're in this industry at a time where things are truly changing. Yes, I think this is actually the best time to be in this industry because I feel like everyone's just being included and no one's like really being left out as it has been in the past. So it's I just look at it as everyone's time to shine and we're all given equal opportunity. Definitely, I definitely agree with that point. What would you advise to younger people going through similar situations to you? similar situations to in terms of what you're doing in your career in terms of you know leaving for example South Africa and coming to London well I would say just always stay true to who you are like knowing what you want and yeah just do what you want and (laughs) as long as you're not hurting anyone intentionally and following your own path just forget about what other people try to say in terms of them wanting to bring you down so And finally, if you could speak to 10-year-old Shannon, Mm -hmm. what would you tell her? I love how prepared you are. (laughs) You're literally our only guest this season that has got her own notes and everything. I love this. (laughs) I actually haven't written down. (laughs) But if I could speak to 10-year-old Shannon, I would look in the eyes and say, the disappointments that you're facing now are only preparing you and molding you into a strong adult. I think that's really yes. good. And I think, you know, when you when you think back of when you were 10, yes, for sure, you know, you were mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm speaking for myself as well because I didn't know you when you were 10 years no. old. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think you're so full of hope. And mm-hmm. also I find 10, I don't know about you, but I was one of those uh, early teenagers. So I was starting to feel very cocky and very sure and very sort oh, of like... Okay. I know what I'm doing sort of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that was not the best. And I think you start to get stuck in that in-between of still being a child and still Mm -hmm. needing, you know, affection and attention, Mm -hmm. but also wanting to be your own person Mm -hmm. in some way. I think 10 is a really tough age, but I found 10 was like that cusp of eek you you don't really Mm -hmm. you have a voice but you don't really have a voice yet I was still quite naive but also like outspoken like you would hear my point of view but at the same time I don't know I had this very child I mean I was a child but I was very like childlike like you know very childish at that age 
And so were you, do you have siblings? Yes, I have an older sister. She's about 32. Yes. So very old. <laughs> very old. Yeah, very old. I, <laughs> Sorry. I am, I am turning 32 in a few months. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. No, very old in terms of older than me. <laughs> She's not that old, but I mean, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then, do you, is it the two of you? Yes, it's just the two of us. Nice. Yes. And how did you find that being a second sibling, she sort of had carved the path for you and you learnt from her mistakes that's in some so way? Yes, that's actually very yeah. true. She, yeah. like, you know, she did her mistakes and I learned from those. And I thought, okay, well, I know there's no way I'm going to do that. But at the same time, I didn't want to just make make it a point that I do the complete opposite. I also wanted to make my mistakes yeah. as well, you know, because that's the only way you learn. True. But I was like, okay, make your mistakes, but not hers. <laughs> yeah. So fair enough. Yeah, I learned a lot from her. And do you get along better now than you did when you were younger? Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh yes, of course. Yeah. That's yeah, like we were me two with completely my different people when we were <laughs> younger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the eldest. Yes. She's younger by five years. Oh, okay. I fucked up majorly. Okay. Uh, and then she passed behind, didn't fuck up, <laughs> and literally just breezed through it all. Okay. And we didn't like each other until oh, yeah. she was about 18, 19. Oh. And then now we're best friends. Oh, yeah. That's actually quite like my sister and I. Like, we also weren't like on the best of terms till like maybe high school. So maybe 13 onwards. I think it's the thing though, where you start to all of a sudden realize that you do have things in common because mm-hmm. I remember I was five she was born so she was sort of my doll and then oh, yes. then <laughs> when I was 10 she was five yeah we could still play Barbies and still play with dolls yeah. and all that sort of stuff but all of a sudden when I was 15 and she was 10 I was more interested in boys than in toys okay and then I was at boarding school and then I left at 18 to come to university in the UK so all of a sudden it was that mm-hmm. sort of well, we're not even in the same city anymore. We just don't, we have nothing in common. Yeah. And then when she moved here, went to uni, all of a sudden we we're like, oh, you're not that bad actually. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> but yeah. And your sister still lives in South Africa. Um, yes, she still lives in South Africa. And I've just, yeah, moved out. <laughs> but you still, I suppose you still stay in touch with your family yes, regularly. I do, do, I do. And obviously you said you go back quite often, yes. but I'm sure that you have like FaceTime and all of those different things. Um, we don't FaceTime because I think that's just a little extra. <laughs> I don't know, that's just too much. <laughs> we can WhatsApp, <laughs> that's as far Fair as enough. we go. And we can call <laughs> and speak on the phone, but Fair no enough. FaceTime, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amazing. It's time for the bitch fire round. So basically, I will ask you a question, giving you Mm -hmm. two options to answer. And the more we go on, the quicker it'll get. So first example is dog or cat? Dog. Netflix or Prime? Netflix. Bath or shower? Shower. ASOS or Zara? Zara. (laughs) Slight hesitation. (laughs) Sweet or savory? Sweet. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Winter or summer? Summer. City or countryside? City. Vintage or new? New. Instagram or Twitter? Instagram. And on that note, what's mm. your social media handle? Um, Shani Mosley. S-H-A-N-N-Y-M-O-S-L-E-Y. Amazing. Thank you so thank much, you. Shannon, for coming today. Thank you for and having me. And thank you me. for listening, guys. <laughs> Speak soon. Bye. Mm-hmm.
Remember to tune in next Monday for a brand new episode and please rate and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help us out. We'll see you then. Au revoir, bitches. Bye.